Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the marketing minds at doyouconvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today, because the ad doctor, I think, is in Honduras or somewhere much warmer than I am here in central Ohio, joined today by the one and only Jackie Lipinski with Do You Convert? Not, uh, not with American Classic. That's where she was. You know what I forgot to do, Jackie, is if you want to hear her entire background and bio and get to know her superpowers in more detail and all of that stuff, we got we to gotta give people the episode number here real quick. Yeah, episode 22. Wow, that was a long time ago. Over 100, over 100 episodes ago. So a lot of you may have missed this. It's called Breaking Into Breaking Out because, uh, Jack, you were not in home building for your entire career. Little, I don't even know if we talked about it then. What was the industry you were in before home building? Um, industrial power equipment. So chainsaws, lawnmowers, um, very, a very unique industry. Yeah, so... Go back to episode 22, learn all about that. But uh, Jackie, you're not new to the podcast. So you know that the next thing that we do after we say hello to everyone is we go right into story time. Where we share something interesting and I queued Jackie up because I, I asked her to please talk about something that was interesting or traumatic that happened in her six years <laughs> in home building so far. And because this, yeah. this, I'll never forget when you sent me what this was. So an, enough teasing. What are we talking about? What what traumatic event occurred? Give us some backstory. Yeah. So, um, you know, as director of marketing for American Classic Homes, we also had a, a multifamily uh, division. And so um, this year, <laughs> I told some people, um, I was like, if it wasn't 2020 wasn't wild enough, we had a two building project and one of them randomly caught fire and it was a $26 million fire over this. How, how many units were in that building roughly? 135. Okay. So this is 135 yeah. homes for lack of a yeah. right. And you've been working on this project for how long before it caught fire? For just, you know, <laughs> years and, and just working with the city and, you know, we we're first to come to the waterfront of Everett and, Everyone's excited. And then so all of a pre marketing, pre selling, the whole business, almost ready to be finished in construction. The email was written out about how excited we were to start pre leasing this apartment project at, for Friday and it burned down on a Thursday. So I, I keep joking that I added crisis marketing to my resume after that day. <laughs> and I like to tell everyone listening um, after 2020, also add that to your resume because that that this whole that whole year counted. Right? Yeah. I I love that. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear more stories from from Jackie, but I thought that was a good one to start out with. My story time segment is something that happened just this past week where I had a conversation with someone who was not necessarily a home builder but in the real estate space and they were interested in potentially partnering together. And it ended up not working out for, for many different reasons, but I thought this particular thing was worthy of sharing for all of you to hear. So we were talking about the company, Do You Convert, and how long we had been in business. And he was just trying to understand, this person was trying to understand more about me because again, they're not actually a home builder. So that you know they could only learn what they could Google in the five minutes before a call or so. And we were talking 
their background was in e-commerce, which is a common theme of our show of how e-commerce, digital marketing, and home builder marketing don't always connect really well. Because while it seems like there's a lot of things that are similar, we're using similar channels, Google Ads, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, etc. His perspective was that this should be as simple as set it and forget it. Meaning that if the report says that X percent of your leads came from this campaign or from organic search, you should just adjust your spend accordingly and everything will work. Like we don't even need to talk about it. We'll just, we'll just set it and forget it and let the algorithm and the, and the data tell us exactly what we need to do. And I kept trying to explain to him, I felt like nicely that there's, there's going to be more to it than that. And I gave the example of that the majority of your conversions that in theory should be attributed to your, your Facebook ads are often going to show up as organic and direct traffic because it's, they're going to see the ad, but they may not convert. And then they're going to want to go back and find uh, that ad again, but that's not how Facebook ads work. It's not on the page necessarily. So then they're going to Google it or they're going to start typing it out. It will autocomplete and go back. And so I said that as one example of how this might be more challenging than you're expecting. And I thought this was his, an interesting statement he made. He said, well, what's the most, like, what's the highest dollar amount campaign that you've ever managed? And I said, well, we, we've worked with folks who have spent you know, $5 million um, on social and search in a, in a given time period. And he's like, well, that makes sense then. I, I, I understand my, why you might not understand how easy this is. Because I used to work on $100 million campaigns. And it, I'm not, I'm not trying to make this guy sound like a jerk. Maybe I am a little bit, but the, the bigger thing that I just, I didn't, you know, you know, when you have Jackie, those moments where you didn't say exactly what you know, you could have said or should have said yeah. and almost immediately after the call was over, I was like, I should have just asked him like, why are you saying that bigger is better? I don't understand what relevance the amount of money spent on a campaign has to do with anything. And I think that's where a lot of times marketers, we can fall into a trap in home building too, is we think that the things that should consume our free, free time and free space are the things that have to do with larger dollar amounts or larger opportunity in terms of revenue or sales. And I just, I wanted to throw this out to the universe. I feel like most of the times when I learn a key concept, it's because I'm working on something very small and very specific. There's very few things I can think of in my entire career as I approach 40 this March, four years of age, where I've had this big grandiose takeaway from looking at, you know, the major big campaign that I'm working on. I, I just didn't, I really wanted to be like, so that, does that just mean that you made bigger mistakes faster if you spend a hundred million dollars on something in a year? I don't. And also can yeah. one person really get their hands around something of that size? Probably not realistic either. Right. Like yeah. one person analyzing the amount of data that would be created by spending a hundred million dollars on something might be challenging. I don't know. Any, you have any thoughts, Jackie? No, I, I, you know, I think he's just throwing out a number to say a number and, you know, if he can't explain the details, you know, that's, that's already flag number one. Mm -hmm. um, it, it sounds like the right move to just be like, Oh, okay. That was great. And, and move well, on. Yeah, and again, time, didn't work out. And there, there yeah. was definitely a part of me that was like, well, I want to do this even more now because I want to help this guy understand 
you know, it was a little bit like he was testing me and I was like, well, that's not something I'm, I'm used to, but I'll, I'm up for that. It just timing and other things didn't, didn't work out. So we had to say no, thank you, but bigger's not better. And it kind of goes into the, the saying of how many years you've been doing something is irrelevant. It's, it's, you know, how many years better at doing something are you, mm-hmm. you know, I've been in home building for 20 years, so I must know it all. No. I mean, someone who's actually continued to get better each and every year for five years might be a significantly better marketer. And that's frankly, is what a lot of what we're dealing with. We got a lot of people who have a lot of years of experience in home builder marketing, but not in digital, not in this, not, not with the kind of consumers that we're interacting with today. You know, you want to just say, okay, boomer. But have you seen those, um, I think it's progressive insurance ads Oh yeah. Those are the best, right? Those. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how, like I specifically look for those or, or keep them on. I usually mute my, um, commercials, but, um, they, I think they're definitely the most on point ads right now. Yeah. That for those of you who might not have seen them, look them up on YouTube because it's, uh, it's this gentleman (laughs) who is a boomer giving a seminar to people who are old and out of touch. And so, he opens up one of the commercials by saying, if you printed out directions to get here, you're in the right place. Like it's just, he's trying to help people understand that they don't have to act like their parents and grandparents. You can continue to be, to be with it. But I think that's a lot of what we're struggling with. And that's where I've said for a while, I think some of this is a generational challenge of we're going to have to let some of the leaders retire and get, and get the younger or, or more relevant blood in their place. But there are definitely people, um, it's not an ageist statement. There are people who, who understand it. It's just, unfortunately, there tends to be this thing of the longer you've been doing it, something, the less open you are to personal change and growth. Oh, absolutely. And we had the problem with, you know, agents on our side too, where it's just like, no, I don't, I don't feel like taking that seminar. And they would clearly have the lower number of conversions than the other agents who are, you know, continuous, continued education learning. And we're going out of their way to learn how to, you know, what, you know, are you using bomb bomb? Are you using these programs? And those agents would consistently outsell the agents who were just like, no, no, I'm good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Moving on to the news. First up, we've got two events to talk about. The first is IBS X, which happens February 9th through the 12th. It's the virtual edition of the International Builders Show. And in particular, the 2021 sales rally is coming up, uh, headlined, uh, coordinated, put together, emceed. Uh, I'm trying to think of more superlatives to add in here, but led by our own Mike Lyon, who, who got the team together and helped shepherd this through. It is one of the very few live, truly live events. Mm-hmm. A lot of the sessions this year, I believe, are being pre-recorded and then they're like kind of live, like open Q&A at the end might be live, but the session itself is not. So if you enjoyed the Pulse or you enjoyed the virtual selling series that we put on when the pandemic first hit with NHB, you're going to want to definitely mark this one on your calendar for February 10th, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, fully live session. And here's all the folks. Like if it wasn't enough that certainly Mike's going to be there, here's the other folks you're going to hear from. Amy O'Connor from the Shore Consulting Team, Quint Lears, from Quint Lears, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Chad Sanchegrin, Elena <laughs> Money Garman, and Meredith Oliver. So you got some amazing groups of folks who all went through 2020 with you and us and have things to share going into 2021 
about how to take full advantage of the golden age of new home sales, or as I say, the best housing market of my lifetime. So put that on the calendar, number one. Number two, the Market Proof Marketing Academy is now open for registration for March 3rd and 4th. Uh, we just sent out the email to our VIP list registration folks, and it did sell out last year faster than we were expecting it to. That's not really the point of this. This is not a quantity issue. This is a this is definitely a quality focus here. The Academy is a two-day virtual course, but it's live with Andrew and myself and up to uh, 25 other individuals around the country especially focused on Google Analytics, data, reporting, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and Google ads, although we cover a lot of different things. Those sessions are recorded as well for you to review afterwards. We create a private group where you can share, ask questions. You basically, even if you don't work with Do You Convert, this is an opportunity to have two full days of interaction, of kind of leveling up to through all the basics of all those items I listed, plus being able to ask Andrew and I questions about anything else you want to in that private group space for about 30 days afterwards. You also get a chance to take exams, be certified, get certifications you can add to your LinkedIn profile. So you can check all that out at markerproofacademy.com. Links in the show notes. But again, registration is now open for March 3rd and 4th. All right. Shifting gears away from events, quick update on website traffic trends. Thais asked me to do this in the show notes. And as you know, I work for Thais, so I thought I would do what she asked <laughs> me to do. <laughs> so if you are not part of the Facebook group or LinkedIn or have your head in, in, in the sand, the market is back and back in a big way. We are, we are just about 5 to 10% below the all-time high numbers of website traffic visitors, website visitors to, to home builders. I anticipate in the next two weeks, we will surpass that all-time high, and I don't expect it to be dropping off anytime soon. And so what is interesting, a couple ancillary cases though. So like right now, we are about, looks like about 25, 30% over last January as a national average. And to give you an idea, by the way, this sample set is large enough that on a single day, um, the the website traffic represented here gets up to 150,000 individual users, uh, not page views, not sessions, but individual users, 150,000 in a day. So this is a big, this is a big sample set. But there are people out there who have reached out and said, hey, we're not seeing that same percentage growth. And so you remember that all of this in a vacuum doesn't really mean anything. Um, what we've talked a lot about this week uh, Jackie, on on the calls that you've been on with me, and in just emails mm-hmm. from people I don't work with, is if website traffic is flat or slightly down, even. But in one instance, someone we talked to today, their their lead volume is up sixty percent from the same time period last year, even though website traffic is essentially flat. So don't don't put the cart before the horse. Don't don't let the tail wag the dog. Stay focused on lead quantity and quality and the number of appointments being set that are kept as the primary driver. You know, you can't, I know typically mm-hmm. we fall in love with, with the traffic metric as well as marketers are as tempting to, but, but that is less important and potentially even more damaging too. You could really do damage to your online sales program. If you're 
ramping up volume at the same time that your lead volume is already going up 60% year over year, unless you've really done a good job of adding people to that team. So just stay focused on lead quality and appointment volume first and foremost, then let the other metrics. Because the other thing we've talked about with folks, Jackie, is this year, your efficiency of your marketing may be not as Mm -hmm. good because we're not trying to just hit singles anymore uh, in terms of just getting leads in to get them in. We might only be focusing on the communities that are struggling. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think just focusing on making sure your leads, right, are, are just having a good experience versus you, what you said, overloading your OSC right now yeah. is just not the game plan. We talked to someone who said that in the last couple of weeks, they've really gotten into live chat. And I said, hey, do you, can you check oh, real quick yeah. your metric for what the average response time is from when someone starts to chat until you respond to them? I said, yeah, let, let me look that up. They came back and it was 26 hours was the current <laughs> average. And by the way, that is not, that is not an endorsement to just turn mm-hmm. on a chat bot either. That's not the solution. So yeah, if we're only focusing on potentially on struggling communities and coming soon communities, because everything else is more or less doing what it needs to do on its own, it has that momentum if you're focusing on the worst, by definition, you're probably going to have a less efficient campaign. Your cost per click, your cost per leads may go up. But again, you got to understand how marketing fits into the overall operational picture. We're not trying to just make the best communities sell even faster right now. In fact, that's one of our later news items. It's gonna, that's a problem. We're running out of home sites. So mm-hmm. we really need to focus on how do, we, how do we get those C locations to have the same sales pace as your A locations. That and, and that's just going to look and feel different this year. Okay, just a couple more news items. Actually, only two. Uh, this next one, though, might take us a little while. But you know what? Someone today, they're trying to be nice <laughs> and the way they said it. Um, but they said, I, start, I got through your 12 predictions for 2021 article, Kevin, which is the next news story um, from doyouconvert.com. Said I got to number five and my head hurt too much and I had to stop and go away. So, so maybe we shouldn't go through all all twelve either right now. But I wanted to get Jackie's take on some of these. The first one was that total and again predictions. By the way, I totally expect that several of these will not be true. I think it's just a fun mental exercise to think through what you what you believe in your core is likely to happen. And then what does that mean in terms of what you're doing day to day or what competitors might do? And it's a good mental exercise. So, but my first one is that the total advertising spend will drop by 10 to 20% from 2020 budgeted amounts. That basically the market's gonna be so strong that the majority of builders will have to pull back their spend simply because they're running out of home sites, running out of inventory, online sales teams are overwhelmed. Any of those reasons, marketers are going to be left with little to no choice but to reduce advertising spend. What do you think about that? I think that was the that was the theme of the I think the <laughs> shadowing calls of the week is, you know, people are like, well, if we have X amount already, what do we do? And and so trying to figure out the next steps because you, you know, you do want to squirrel away for winter, but you also want to make sure that um, you know, you're, you're just looking at the full picture in case, you know, spring just does continue. And just because you're not spending on ads doesn't mean you're not spending it. So that takes us right into number two, which is, I think Mm -hmm. that investment in technology and online infrastructure 
I mean, websites, CRM systems, um, interactive floor plans, all, you know, interactive renderings, design center tools, et cetera. I think all of that uh, will increase by 20 to 40% this year. Now, unfortunately, it's probably increasing from a still probably too small amount. So that, like, it sounds more impressive by potentially increasing by 40%. But, you know, if it was $1,000 was the budget on spending in your in marketing technology, yeah. that's not going to be a a big change. But I, I do think that's that's where we need to go. Certainly content is is going to be where a lot of that money that doesn't need to be spent on ads is going to go as well. But I, this is not necessarily the time to be spending it on SEO because by the way, like the average single market run of the mill home builder, their organic traffic right now is up usually anywhere from 35 to 70% year over year. And it's not because they were spending money with an SEO firm to make it better or to do anything directly to to cause it. That's just how strong the market is. So how do you keep that organic traffic in place? You create the kind of content that they want to keep coming back and, and viewing and looking mm-hmm. at. And so some of that's going to go to true content like photography and and copywriting, et cetera. But a lot of it's also going to come to more interactive and, and uh, better UX experiences for customers online. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're seeing, I think, people who have new floor plans, they sell so quickly, and then they're not having the resources to promote those moving forward. Oh, yeah. I think Let's you just remember that. Remember when you, at American Classic, you guys sold out all yeah. of your model homes and had no models, even though you still had like six communities, there were no model homes yeah. in your market. That was fun. <laughs> I, yeah, I am the queen of creative solutions. Yeah, we, um, we, we absolutely, I would send, I think we were one of the first people to just Matterport everything. And it was, it felt like overkill. And then you know, now when we're pre-selling these communities and we have homes, we, you know, we're just like, oh, the spec level is different. It's the basic floor plan. The OSC uses it as a tool. And um, people out of state, it's, it's, you know, it's a great resource. I'm almost positive. I don't, I don't have the numbers on me, but our virtual floor plan, just walking through houses was top three most visited page on my website. Mm-hmm. Just people wanted to show off the plans if they built it, send it to a friend. So it's, if you haven't done Matterports of every single home you know you're going to be building. That's put that on. Yep. Okay. We're not. We're definitely not going to get through all twelve because of time and because you can read them online. But I am going to pick. Let's just say three or four more to go through here. The next one is that new market expansions will be attempted at levels not seen in over a decade. For sure, what I'm seeing, and again this week we were on a couple calls where people were. Um, understanding that large nationals were going to be coming into a marketplace that previously they were not in before, or just new competitors were arriving. There's definitely this feeling out there that companies are going to be stretching to go into new markets, uh, not necessarily through acquisition, just entering in new markets where they were not before. So if you're feeling safe and comfortable about the market conditions and your local market dominance, just prepare for someone else to be entering the marketplace. That That is inevitably what happens in market highs is that the the nationals and the super regionals all start to look for opportunities to expand. And I think that's going to continue. All right. This one is very near and dear to my heart because I've spent a lot of time thinking about this and I will put more uh, in writing for everyone to read uh, as the month goes on. But 
Uh, the next one is that several builders will announce that 100% buy online is ready for prime time, but it isn't. <laughs> so I think <laughs> we do know of nationals and super regionals uh, and, and some smaller folks too, who are all racing to be able to market to consumers that, that buy online is ready for prime time. And I, I don't think they're going to keep it live or in prime time for very long once it once it rolls out because there's just too many things we haven't thought of. I just talked when when we interviewed Carly, who I believe her episode will air before this one. Uh, You know, what happens Jackie, when a sales rep is sitting at their desk talking with a prospect about a home and they've spent an hour and a half with them, they get ready to do the start the paperwork and Joe from Idaho just click the button. And now you can't write the contract with that person sitting in front of you. What do you think that person's going to do and how are they going to feel and the wrath that is going to come down on the corporate office when they're put in that situation as an example? Yeah. I think there's just too many variables, you know, that aren't, might not be fully thought out. So it, it will be interesting to see if someone is successful and, you know, obviously get them on here and ask them what's working. Yeah, I think for sure. That's what's going to have to be required, at least for my skeptical mind is they're going to have to come on the program and really explain (laughs) what they mean by success because CBH and their system of, of reservation or getting in line with the swipe of a credit card for a hundred bucks for 24, 48 hours, that saying you're going to put them on a list or, or reserve something is completely different than saying, fill out this 25 page purchase, purchase agreement and put 10 grand on your credit card or give us ACH access to your checking account. You know, that's just a whole different level of commitment that you're asking from the customer. In fact, today, or sorry, yesterday, I was on a call with someone, a leadership call, and the owner said, hey, yeah, we just added buy online to our website and I almost fell over. And, I, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you know, you can click on the, on the lot map uh, here and you know pick home site 121 and then just click buy buy it now and i was like wait 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 explain this again and it, and it was just a reservation system and even though it did say it was just reserving that they had had like 120 views of that pop up when you click that button but no one had continued on through to the next step of the process to begin that so again i just think i think we're m- misdirecting our energy the last Last thing I want to talk through around this is the Tesla cars. You know, they they only have five options when you order online. And last I checked, every builder has more than five options on a home. Even if it's just the exterior color, do you want brick or stone? You know, whatever those minimal option builders have, they probably still have more than five. And so the complexity of what we're trying to do here, we're just not ready for. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the joke goes along with she's. She, it's funny she just mentioned this. It's in terms of the um, what menu was it? The Cheesecake Factory menu versus yeah. Chipotle menu. So how do we how do we compare the offerings and you know what makes the most sense efficiently? But also you know knowing this is your home, people are going to live here possibly forever. They absolutely want to customize it, and and how do you balance the expectations? Yep. All right. For time's sake, we'll just skip down to the to the last one because I think this is going to be interesting. I think so. Prediction number twelve: CoStar Group will challenge Zillow's decade-long dominance. And really, since 
even the last couple of years that Trulia was around, Zillow was the clear leader and ultimately ended up acquiring uh, Trulia. They really haven't had anyone uh, even try to scratch at their number one placement. And I think that uh, CoStar, which is the number one commercial real estate uh, data organization who reached recently and also owns apartments.com, which as of this recording is still essentially kicking the tail of Zillow rentals. And so they've proven that they can create a direct to consumer portal experience that works. And then they acquired HomeSnap in late 2020, as we reported on. And so everyone, including Spencer Raskoff, who was interviewed on another podcast called Industry Relations, was like, there is no question in his mind. And Spencer is the former CEO of Zillow. He's like, COSAR is definitely coming at uh, Zillow front and center. And what I think is interesting about this is that Zillow has pivoted so far towards the iBuying movement, trying to keep open door at bay and, and others like them. They certainly, again, Zillow has tremendous people on their team. They've got a brand name that far surpasses uh, any anyone else in the space. But they're trying to do a lot at one time. And so it will just be interesting to see once CoStar really decides to to put the pedal to the metal using their acquisition of HomeSnap and you know, some people even speculated, Jackie, that they 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 would love to buy Realtor.com if they could. It just may mm-hmm. not be for sale. So that we just haven't had a shakeup or another entrant to that. I mean, again, New Home Sources have been a great resource for builders as you know the premier new home uh, syndication platform, mm-hmm. but it's never really come close to the amount of traffic that that certainly Zillow has overall. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think they will formally challenge Zillow uh, later later this year with with what they're doing. So, fun to watch. Yeah, fun to watch. <laughs> if you want to go back and review all 12 in there, go back to dukevert.com. Also in the Market Proof Marketing Facebook group, we did ask, and you can read everyone's answers there. We'll, we'll go over a few. Um, we go through the answers to your questions of the week, but check that. We'll have a link to the to the Facebook group as well. You can read everyone else's predictions that they put in there. All right. Next up from Zonda, and this is our last news article, dated January 6, 2021. New home lot supplies drops to cycle lows. Uh, the new home lot supply index, LSI, came in at 63.5, representing an 8.9% drop from third quarter 19. And on a quarter by over quarter basis, supply declined by 4%. So that's that's the pace, right? The as we are selling homes and home sites, how fast are we replenishing those? And year over year, we've lost ground at the rate of nine percent. So you'd only have to do that, uh, you know. And builders historically want to have about a five-year supply of home sites. And wow, look at some of these markets too, Jackie. I mean, Nashville oh, year cool. over year down thirty percent lot availability. San Diego, 27, Portland, 23. So, you know, averages is always a potentially misleading thing to look at. 10% average, there's certainly some markets where it's really getting pinched and that's going to keep driving up prices. And uh, also, you know, I, I, and, and Seattle had to deal with a lot of this stuff earlier 
Mm -hmm. When there wasn't a pandemic, Seattle acted like Austin is acting in the pandemic. Austin, Texas is just off the charts, ridiculous price increases, uh, sales limits in place. It's just, it's complete cray cray. But but you guys had some of that going on where there just, there was no land to be had or new lots coming in sight. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think we even just right before I left, um, you know, let's say if we have a 15 home community that we've, we've been only slightly promoting and organically, you know, we, we have, I think it's over 250 leads for that community where, and we're, we're not even, and they're so aggressive. Um, there was another builder who I remember, uh, we were talking to this week who were like, yeah, we're not pushing this community. Um, but people are seeing that sign. They're going on the website. They're looking up the codes. They're finding who's going to build there. They're contacting us, contacting us through that. Like the, the buyers are extremely aggressive trying to just for anything right now to just try and yeah. When we started working with American classic in 2015. Yeah. I feel like your average sales price was in the mid 500s, maybe Maybe low 600s, low 600s. And over the last two years, your average price point was probably much closer to a million. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, this year we had a 4.4 last year. And then, yeah, over, over a million. 4.4 million. How big was that home? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, 4,000 square feet. 4,400. Yeah. So, yeah. And so that's, again, again, we're just seeing that at price appreciation. Also, interestingly, from Zonda, they said that Atlanta remains the market with the most relative supply in the country, total number of lots to, uh, compared to absorption due to local market dynamics and where the home, home sites are available. Lots are still down there, double digits. And also, maybe not surprising to anyone listening based upon all the headlines, San Francisco mm-hmm. and Los Angeles two markets that have traditionally don't have enough home sites posted substantial increases in lot supply year over year because of a slowdown in starts due to the pandemic. So in fact, someone that we work with, one of our builder partners, she was running marketing for the, for the entire company. And now she is going into land acquisition partly as a career development move for her, but I think Mm -hmm. it's also just like, we, we need really smart, good people working on land uh, at builders all over the country to keep it, keep it moving. Yeah, absolutely. And that was a campaign I worked on right, right to the end here is working with the land team to create, you know, how, what can we be doing to get, you know, our names out there more and and what are people offering? And, and so, um, not to say, you know, there's desperation everyone's having, but your, your people are absolutely, like you said, having to build out further than maybe they would have considered um years ago yeah and and both because people can't work from home and because yeah. there's more ch- more demand for more affordable housing that's that kind of all lines up in the best possible way i think mm-hmm. right like we we are okay having to in fact i was talking to someone who lived in seattle who still lives relatively close to where, where they work and they're like we just haven't we don't want to make the jump yet because we're not sure what how it's all going to land out when things get more back to normal but if when things get back to normal, it's still, you don't have to go to the office. Like we're totally getting out of here. Yeah. You know, not, not Seattle as a whole, just we will be okay yeah. moving further out to be able to get more for our money. Okay. Well, let's move on to the answers to last week's question of the week. And we'll pull that up. The question was, 
what predictions would you make for 2021 related to our industry? And uh, 31 different comments to the post, which is great. We'll just go every other one here, Jackie. All right. I'll start and then you can read the next one. I'll, I'll highlight them for you as we go through. First one from Kevin Weitzel. I predict a record number of marketing managers finally tire of working for a company with zero vision and expecting them to use dark age, age material and tactics <laughs> and will finally be willing to take the leap of faith to leave said go nowhere company and onto a forward thinking company that shares their vision and supports their efforts. The era of, but we've done things like this for as long as yada, 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 yada. So here's almost zero budget will no longer be tolerated. And that actually, I, Kevin gets all the, all the um, credit it spurred me to start a LinkedIn post where I just started listing out the five or six positions that I was aware of for marketers, because I agree, this is the year to make that, uh, that leap for your own career. If, if mm -hmm. you know, you have to fit with the right type of organization and not every home building company is going to value marketing in the same way, let alone be progressive in, in the tactics I'll let you use, but just now's the time to, to make that leap. So go ahead and check yeah. out that that thread on LinkedIn too, if you're looking for a good opportunity, there's there's several in there. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next one here we have from uh, Kylie Byford. She says, we will be building more than ever before to keep up with the market demand. Technology will continue to be used more and more in new ways. Old strategies will have to be thrown out the window. Online sales counselors will be known as must-have positions in each company. I Yeah, I agree. And you know, some of my competitors just hearing their stories, not having online sales counselors, it was like, that's absolutely why we're selling over you and agents mm -hmm. are flustered or, um, you know, we had an agent leave us because they wanted more uh, control over their leads. And, you know, they kind of, not to take them falling back, but it's, it's when you have an online sales counselor who can vet for you, who can do all of these extra steps and, and make it easier for them. I don't think they understand how valuable that is to their time and builders time, um, until it's, you know, if you're thinking about this now, it's, it's not, it's almost too late. Yeah. That was, that was my question to Mike and Jen was if you don't have an online sales counselor by the end of 2020, are you ever going to? Yeah. I don't, I just don't, I don't know. Next up, Angela Shoney. I predict the race to selling homes fully online is officially on for many builders. Shots fired, but I think, I think you're right. I think people are going to be trying to do it. But again, I have real concerns over the reasons we're trying to do it and who we're focused on. Is Are we focused on customers or on builders' mm -hmm. needs and wants? We've seen a few builders across the nation begin wading in that water. I believe March 2020 was a wake-up call for many owners who recognize the need to invest in this direction. March through many builders that had fallen behind in content development into hyperdrive just to keep the lights on. When shutdown started in March, it was so unexpected. Many companies were forced to pull whatever resources were fast and inexpensive to develop and maintain a virtual selling experience. This year will be about assessing what was implemented and working to create a more elegant and seamless digital experience for customers. And I wrote back to her, you know, right on my question that I think needs serious thought is if online selling is replacing traditional selling in certain aspects or in whole, or is it simply additive? Is it, is this just an extra step that consumers are going to expect that they can take with you as a company to be able to have some hybrid virtual sales interaction on top of what an online salesperson typically does right now, where if you're asking a more product focused question, 
that's a closing signal for an online salesperson to say, we need to get you in front of a salesperson. I do think consumers' expectations will begin to shift of, well, why do I have to wait for a day or two or even a couple hours to have some other person tell me some of this factual information I'm trying to get from you? Yeah. That's also a sign though, right, Jackie, that that information probably needs to be on the website too. So. Yeah. And I think obviously there's just this expectation that you can, you know, the Amazon effect, right? You should be able to grab as much details as you want uh, from a builder's website. And like I said, you know, some builders just like to um, create this gate of information, obviously to contact the online sales counselor, but you also want them to filter themselves to a point before, um, you know, you, you move them on to the next step so you can get more qualified leads. Exactly. All right. We're again, running out of time and we've only gotten through a handful, but Aaron Yarborough from Ideal Homes, one of our new members in the group had a great one. She said, I anticipate new types of positions within marketing will become necessary either in-house or from partners. Data science and web development are only going to get more critical as we personalize the online home shopping experience. Couldn't agree more. And that's why I think my article outlining kind of in depth what a marketing technologist is and what they do and what to look for should be publishing anytime now. Uh, if it's not already out from ProBuilder, we'll have a link to that uh, on our website as well as you'll be able to find it on, on Professional Builder Magazine's website. But yeah, absolutely. Completely yeah. agree. All right. One more here. Let's see. Uh, oh, Andrew had predictions. Well, there oh. you go. He's got three. Well, well this is a way to get Andrew on the show then, Jackie. Go ahead. Tell us what he predicted. I'll do, I'll do my perfect Andrew impression. I'm just kidding. Predictions. <laughs> For sure, a fun challenge to think of things that are not already set in motion slash very likely to happen. One, due to the market, Facebook ads, even with the doomsday perspective of iOS uh, 14 cookies, privacy, etc., will still perform excellent for builders. Not diminishing the change, but I think our market conditions will override the change. Two, we will see a small percent of builders excel in producing deeper slash better content that is truly buyer-focused. Yes, Andrew. Um, they will reap the rewards of this with less turbulent buyer experiences and then positive results in regards to the sales slash leads more so in 2022, 2023. Three, builders will start to receive impressions from their followers. Yeah. So what he's saying here is just taking advantage of influencers in the air quotes mentality, yeah. their ability to create lots of content that has a high level of production quality to it. Basically using them for their camera ability as much as their fame or influence. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? So it's like, Hey, instead of me trying to figure out how to teach the local camera operator, how to, how to shoot my product, I'm going to pay a local influencer to come in and produce content for me. But I'm historically people are using influencers for their audience. In this case, he's saying mm -hmm. less for leveraging their audience than simply leveraging their creative ability to tell an interesting story about your homes or communities. Yeah. And I always like that throw out the idea there too. If someone's like, Oh, but I don't know any influencers. It's the same thing with the most interesting man in the world. Does anyone know that guy's real name? No. You know, you, they found a guy, they made him who he was. And, and sometimes you just have to find someone and be like, it, it's you. And, well, that's, and why not, yeah. why not have it be someone in the company? 
I mean, yeah. and that's yeah. where you strike gold if you're someone like Tilson who has an Eric leading the yeah. company and is also charismatic and able to be that influencer when it comes to online or on your own lot building in Texas, for example. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and I can, you know, give some, we, we tried some of those videos and just even just people freeze and, and it's, it's very unexpected where you're like, Oh, they're so charismatic. And then as soon as they're on camera, they can't talk. And so, um, but you only learn in that moment. All right. Well, we are way out of time. Jackie and I both have to run to a, another call here, but if you're not part of the Facebook group for marketing, you're going to want to click the link in the show notes and join us because two weeks ago, we gave away a $200 Amazon gift card from those who answered a poll question. Um, this time we're going to give away one of the 31 responses to the prediction uh, question of the week, a $500 Insta one X two 360 camera with disappearing selfie stick and uh, creator kit. And so this is 2021 is going to be the year of games and prizes as well as great insights and being able to ask uh, your fellow compadres questions. So make sure you, you hop in there. All right. That'll do it for us for this week. For published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are online. We'll see you next week. See ya.